I'm going to guess Jeremy and Barrett, when they do it, are just saying some <laughs> nasty shit. That's, I'm going to guess. I don't know that. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined, as always, by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. <laughs> Giving the peace sign. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. Yeah, Danae gave the peace sign because you don't know this because I get to edit it all out. But oh, my God. She was making all sorts of crazy noises during the entire introduction. <laughs> 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 all right guys i'm ready aaron's already done the introduction yeah, glad like during you're ready. the entire introduction she's just doing vocal exercises i don't know why i don't know it's i'll put it in the outtakes just so you know what is it what is it baby what is it baby bumper cars what is it rubber baby buggy bumpers rubber baby buggy rubber bumpers, baby buggy mm-hmm, bumpers. Mm-hmm. yeah the trick is you just don't think about it too much i do me mamo moo uh before <laughs> sin narrations um like especially if it's in the morning I will do a series of like escalating me me mamo moo me me mamo moo and then I will go like all the way up do some vocal like get the vocal yeah that's another one mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> it's not exactly yeah but yeah you, you have the idea you've done vocal exercises before yeah, so yeah, you know how it yeah. goes mm-hmm. but yeah yeah I have and hey shout out to the BTS peeps who've been messaging me saying that they like hearing me sing it's funny because i purposefully make like i still i sillify i make it silly when i sing and so mm-hmm. whenever i have done a couple more serious tunes lately and gotten such lovely feedback it made my soul happy so thank you it is nice right i think you and amy adams i think you and amy adams would be like best friends because i saw an interview with her randomly the other day <gasps> and apparently she just randomly sings on movie sets yeah and annoys every I... you don't annoy me by oh, the way i'm talking about what Jonathan. she said about her <laughs> just want to clarify I just want to make that clear i wasn't saying also you annoy also us, but, you know um... you want in common with uh amy <laughs> you know <laughs> super annoying no, but she just bust out and she bust out in song apparently yes. on set and i was like that's probably what today would do i Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If no, she was like so. doing a scene with Jeremy Renner, she would just start singing to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not something Danae puts on for the show. Uh, I spend time with Danae in real life. She does this in real life as well. She just, she oh, is yeah. a random. Oh, <laughs> like, like, you think about my bandana again? Yeah, I put my bandana on on purpose. <laughs> You're a random, uh, random gibber singer. You know, you like do uh, you gibberish thing. So I feel like that should. You put the bandana on because you, you, you oughta know. <laughs> Was <laughs> although Atlantis wore a set, wear no! a bandana. Am I making Atlantis this up? Atlantis has never worn a bandana. <laughs> like I mean, then who wore a bandana? <laughs> like Joan know. Osborne? Like who? Ah, oh, ni- oh. oh, 90s singer bandana is that what we're doing now hey Aaron the my, show is over yeah no we're completely off the, the new bohemian completely off the rails uh, I'm not even sure we have mentioned the bandana in this show until now because it was all part of the outtakes but anyhow no you're not wrong I'm a gibberty gibber singer and I do goofy things all the time inappropriately sometimes I just am in my own little I'm in my own little world and yes. then I'll check I'll, I'll look great. around there have been multiple occasions where I've sang and and then like even like little queer like like queered that was a strange word weird That's a great dances. portmanteau yeah that works <laughs> uh, dances and and just been silly goofy and then I look around and there's a semicircle of people just staring at me and I remember that this is my real life mm-hmm. yeah 
That's it happened on multiple occasions as it well. It happens. It happens. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into this inside scoop. What's he building in there? We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the show or movie or commercial or whatever in general. Uh, we'll kick it off with the commercials. I'm excited about this one. Parents who use drugs have kids <laughs> who use drugs. I think the reason... When I saw this come through, I was like, oh, we sent this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. No, it, it so deserves it. Like, this is one of those things, even... This was... I mean, I was just a kid when this started. And even then I was like, this is dumb. This is ridiculous. Uh, we were quoting, I learned it by watching you, okay? Like we've we've been quoting that, you know, oh, since yeah. like all the time. Fifth grade. So yeah, it's 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 definitely one of those that's in the consciousness. Uh Barrett wrote on this one. Um, did Barrett have anything to say about parents who use drugs have kids who use drugs? He said, I've wanted to do this commercial since we started the channel. It's the most unintentionally hilarious PSA from my childhood, of which there were many candidates, and is so ubiquitous that it's been parodied to death. So it was nice to go back to the source and watch the actual commercial and see how manipulative it was without thinking about the practicalities of the situation. Why did the kid get his own stash if he could just take some from his dad? How was he seeing his dad smoking weed in the first place? Why does he have all the musical equipment on his bed? What's up with the dad's <laughs> fucking mustache? It's supposed to <laughs> it's supposed to be an earnest appraisal of the influence parents have on their kids, but it ends up uh, it ends with a sweeping statement that if you use drugs, your kids will. They're doomed. Fuck it. This commercial is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have this much. This is bad. up there with uh this is the other one was this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs, Correct. right? Wasn't that kind of the other yeah. That one at least though, that one that one has a little bit of impact. It's still manipulative, it's still not, you know, one but it's not as I will say, it's not as like unintentionally funny as this one yeah, is. Correct. Um but yeah. But every time I crack an egg and mm-hmm. put it on in a fan, that's exactly what I think. I know. Of. I always I know. like say that in my it's head. Effective. This is my brain on drugs. It's effective. <laughs> Um, and I'm gonna eat it with hot sauce. <laughs> I'm eating. I'm eating my drug-addled brain with some hot sauce this morning. Uh, can I? Can I have a meth brain? I like omelet, my drug-addled brain. I like my drug-addled brain over easy. Yes, exactly. Uh, anyhow, that's not the commercial we're talking about. Uh, no, no, sorry, Jonathan. What about you? What were some of your uh, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I thought this was great. I mean, it. I, I, it is. It is. He's right. I mean, it's. It's unintentionally just hilarious Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it which is kind of terrible because they're trying so hard to be serious but um uh i some of the sins i like talking about all the musical instruments on Mm -hmm. uh on the bed it's like holy shit he's got an electric guitar in here too this kid is planning to be a one-man band and his dad is about to ruin his rock and roll vibe man um and then i just like the simple one about classic mom always passing the buck (laughs) what he was talking about yeah we actually have a sin in commercial or in tv sins that's about using the word classic and then we use the word classic. I thought that was really mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, I'll go next. I enjoyed the orgy of evidence of an 80s kid uh, sin. The mm-hmm. the ones I specifically liked in that kind of listing of how you can tell this took place in the 80s was the giant posters that probably have to do with Satanism. <laughs> it's like, it's <laughs> hilarious. And then the, uh, he doesn't even need the baseball glove lamp to prove his point. Uh, made me laugh as well. 
Uh, and then just the the simplicity of the way it finishes with, and that is always the case in every family. Just take our word for it. We heard this directly from Nancy from Reagan. Reagan. Uh, so good. So very good. Danae, what about you? Oh, you guys took them all. Well, there you go. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you learned it by watching us, okay? I did. I learned, you learned it by watching it by watching That's us. right. Uh, let's move on to TV Sins. Hey, What We Do in the Shadows is back with season three, I believe. So we went back to the pilot mm-hmm. to sin What We Do in the Shadows. Um, this was Ian and myself. What did Ian have to say uh, about this one? Ian said, oh boy, did I enjoy this. Not enough to have taken the time to watch the entire series, but still very much. The documentary conceit of this show makes less sense than most others that use it like The Office, but the fact that it is so tongue-in-cheek gives it a pass in my book. Miles O'Brien will always be known as Star Trek TNG's Transporter (laughs) Chief. (laughs) What an asshole. Although I did call him out on Twitter, so I deserve that. (laughs) This has a fantastic (laughs) cast overall, but I am especially fond of Matt Berry, which is Laszlo. Is that right? Is that mm-hmm. Laszlo? Yeah, Laszlo. Um, and his gloriously over-the-top line delivery and cadence. Yes. He really only has the one note. So uh, uh, so no matter what the TV show he's in, but, oh, I'm sorry. He really only has the one note no matter what TV show he's in. But nonetheless, it is a note that slays me. Get it? Slays me. Vampires. Buffy the Vampire. So Danae did the joke. Did they get my joke? Did they? Okay. You can. <laughs> never, ah, okay. Uh, turns into a bat flies away in the lamp. Wow, he's very excited. <clears throat> uh, two, overall, this was one of the easiest yet most fun TV sin scripts I have written on so far. One of those where the sins and jokes just kept flowing. And I remember having to back and forth with Jonathan on some of my stuff because he doesn't think I'm funny. It's okay, Jonathan. <laughs> I understand. That is not true. That is not true. Oh, he's really rousing you. Um, who walks around with a forking butter knife was, of course, fun to write. And my favorite sin that I wrote was a def- uh, definite Dicer-inspired world play classic with the vampires converse about Crocs and Vans for what feel is f- like forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really had to shoehorn that one. I'll stop. Um, this is one that was just served up to the plate when the vamps are talking about transportation by a crocodile or a van. Uh, me and Aaron both got very worked up about the piss poor job that Guillermo mm-hmm. did Guillermo. using newspaper mm-hmm. to block out the sun. Yes. I love it when my writing partner and I get fixated on the same thing. Uh, on the same very specific plot point. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Like he's like <laughs> cutting pieces of newspaper to put in the individual mm-hmm. s- squares. Like it's yeah. I had that written down. Oh, that was funny. So dumb. Um. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with this one too. Uh. It was. This is one of my favorite shows. I do really enjoy this. I binged the first season and a half sometime during season two last season and. Because too many people have been like, this is so right up your alley. You're going to love this. And eventually... Have you seen the movie? Uh, yes. Yes. and But okay. only because I wanted to watch the TV show. So I watched the movie first yeah, yeah. and then watched the TV show. Mo- movies, movie's pretty damn great, too. It though. is. <laughs> like, it is. It's really Taika funny. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I am so in. I am a fan of this show. It is so funny. And I'm having such a great time with it. And sending it was really fun uh, as well. Um I Ian took a couple of the ones I wanted to mention, but I also wanted to mention he wrote uh, about the year being necessary for the half consumed body and then treating it like, you know, some sort of, you know, expiration date uh, and then finishing off with humans aren't made out of Twinkies. Nadja, uh, I thought was really, (laughs) really funny. And then I had to do uh, I really liked the spin on the title of my sex tapes in 
where there's they show a picture of a woman like holding up her skirt and then somebody just being like absolutely terrified by what they're seeing and uh and then the sin is cover art of my sex tape question mark uh Mm -hmm. yeah that was really fun as well so yeah i had a blast with this absolutely love this show um today what about you um i like the uh nandor is like a big turkey and walking around trying to control everything that's the lead in and Mm -hmm. the sin was i don't think that's how turkeys work or farms for that matter <laughs> yeah. i really enjoyed that one yeah uh then the uh, the twitter joke uh the lead-in is someone saying energy vampires drain people's energy merely by talking to them and the sin is you laugh because you think this isn't a real thing but you have you been on twitter lately it's mm-hmm. a breeding ground for these guys i like that one because there is something called an uh like there is an awareness of people who are actually like they, they do call them vampires and mm-hmm. um I thought that it was, an, it reminded me of a lot of my internal like uh, metaphysical work that I've done. And I was just glad to see that kind of pointed out. Mm-hmm. We're sending Twitter, that- but we're also sending the people who just suck each other's energy. Mm-hmm. And it's a real problem. And if you can identify it, you can avoid them, yep. which is why I'm not that's on Twitter That's one of my favorite <laughs> editions. That's one of my favorite editions. Like, like that's not a type of character that's in the movie. So I, I love that character so much i mean i'm not that the other characters are from the movie but they're similar well in the relationship um, like the, they have to yeah. colin is so funny like yeah. it's so this show yeah. is so yeah. good it's and his so name good. is colin yeah. is i mean that that dude is colin yeah. like there's never been a more colin colin <laughs> <laughs> that's why they a more colin colin that's why they call him that. um my last one that i loved is when and we've done this several times and i i hope it's something that we continue to do is the lead in is but then i kept going squeezing until my needs were met and the sin is another one of those instances where we have the narrator say something but we bleep out a whole bunch of words Mm -hmm. leaving so much Mm -hmm. to the imagination and i really love them i find them i'm i don't know that i'm ever going to get tired of them that's how funny they are to me because your brain just starts plopping (laughs) in words or visuals without you even trying and it's just like and there's a part of me uh, as somebody who likes to you know read books and stuff uh, and you get to the end of a book and they or even a movie or anything really any kind of mm-hmm. i want to know what the writer intended the story to be i've mm-hmm. always been that way mm-hmm. so if, if they leave it kind of open at the end i'm like no 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 what, what what did you think was going to happen and they want you know that to be an imaginative thing so instantly i'm like well what did he say <laughs> like, what was it so but they're really really fun they they make my brain go crazy and i love them <laughs> yeah no those are fun but if i'm guessing aaron saying what do you do again you well, said I've, you I've answered said this. this um if you prefer to uh keep the mystery uh fast forward for 10 seconds or so but i just i pick an i pick an english word a different one each time and then i use different versions of it so you know elephant in the elephanting you know i usually try to do like a one or two syllable word but yeah just something i'm that... gonna guess jeremy and barrett when they do it are just saying some <laughs> nasty shit that's i'm gonna guess i don't know that yeah you I don't, don't know. speak for them you don't know um, but it's kind of a tv sins thing i don't know that i've well, no i i have heard in the cinema well, sense i've heard not, jeremy do it yeah, i've heard jeremy not, do it it's not as common right uh, i think the first time i ever saw anything done i think it was in a music video since this was when jeremy was still doing the narration mm-hmm. too because i remember barrett was doing it kind of on purpose so uh but no i i think it's become a tv sense staple. yeah absolutely yeah, that's fun uh jonathan 
What about you? I like this show. Um, I have not watched the first couple episodes in the new season. I'll probably catch up this weekend, but uh, but I have watched it. Um, I think I might have even seen the first season a couple times, but um, I, I don't know. It's really funny. I was surprised because I love the movie. I watched, I've seen the movie a few times and it was one of my favorite movies, whatever year that was, 2016 or whatever, mm-hmm. and 2014. I don't know. And um, I thought it was really funny. I, I would even compare it so much as something like Spinal Tap or something like one of those kind of mockumentaries. Yeah. Uh, I think it's on that level, like Christopher Guest. Uh, Taika Waititi, as we know now, is a genius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, then we were just kind of getting to learn that over here. Um, but uh, and the show is is really funny. And um I I really enjoy it. I don't know. I can't really add much else to it. But um, The Sins, uh, this was a really fun script to shadow on, even though Ian says apparently I just <laughs> said he wasn't funny. I don't remember this. Aaron talked about the cover art of my sex tape. I had that down. I also sending the window newspaper. It was great. Yeah. The other one I had was there right at the beginning. The whole thing about I didn't write the whole thing down, but it was dual staircases suck. And then you go on to say why. And then it ends with dueling staircases. On the other hand, are totally badass, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. And I'm assuming that was Ian. That felt Ian to me, but I could be wrong. No, that was me. Um, ah, but uh... well, maybe you aren't funny. Ian. <laughs> Yeah, I've just done a couple scripts with you, so I know you're funny. Yeah, yeah, no, that that was fun. Um, in fact, we have one coming out uh, maybe next week. In the next couple weeks, we have a, a Cinema Sense coming out that we did together that I cannot wait for. So. Nice. That's always a good feeling when you're excited for for mm-hmm. people to you know see the work you've put in. That's that's a good sign. All right, let's move on to Rick and Morty. This was Returnal Friendshine of the Spotless Mort. This is season five, episode eight, which was the last episode before the little break they took before uh, the two-part finale, um, which... uh, You know, today and I were like, yay, the season's over. And it was like, (laughs) no, shit. Uh, Anyhow, that the conversation on the the two-part finale will come later. Later. <laughs> uh, but for now, we're talking about this episode. Uh, Jonathan and I uh, wrote on this one. Jonathan, do you yeah. want to start with some of your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I really it's interesting because the first few episodes of this season I thought were pretty strong. Um, I mean, there was that one weird one where they all go like try to have sex with people. But uh, but no, but like the, the first like three or four of the first five mm-hmm. were pretty good. I think these last few, though, have been a little. Eh. I don't know. Like the, it's and this one's OK. Like I'm not like I didn't hate it, but I just. I don't and know. just for context, it just it's felt... the one where he's rebuilding bird bird person. Um, yeah, and there was there was some good stuff. There was definitely some funny stuff. But you had the all the AI garage stuff. I didn't find very funny. And once again, Aaron and I seem to be on an island. But this whole like getting real <laughs> just feels very odd to me. Uh, in the context hey, of this I, series, I'm glad people are willing yeah. to to buy it. I just think the too. show has done so much work already on telling us what a terrible person Rick is that I like. I don't know. I, it's just interesting that that we're they're really trying yeah. for some sort of weird Rick redemption, and I just I I don't know if they've already gone too far. So I did. I did love the battle, though, because there was something about that music was really awesome. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know, there was just something no. Wait, about are we that talking whole about sequence that the was, episode that we're, was so well put. This to, episode? Yeah. What yeah. Was the battle? Where he's, help, he's trying to get oh, Bird Person oh, oh, back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. It was like where they first met and fought together and mm-hmm. all that kind of yeah. stuff. So I thought that was, uh, I don't know, that was just kind of cool. It was kind of badass. Yeah. 
just the way the animation and everything was put together. I also just love the, uh, it's, you know, interesting, like going back to those second season episodes that we've been doing occasionally and just seeing how the animation has changed. Mm-hmm. And it's just so crisper now and like sharper. I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's interesting. But as far as the sins, um, I don't usually use one of mine, but I really enjoyed this one. And it was, uh, if you looked up down to free ball in the dictionary, <laughs> it would just be a picture of Rick saying, Yeah, I had that one too. <laughs> and then uh, I loved uh, when uh, the guy walks by the neighbor, uh, which somebody said might be Gene. I, I, I don't think it is. But um, the neighbor walks by and the garage starts talking to him. And he just says, like, he asked a question or he says she's like Jarvis mm-hmm. from Jarvis from Iron yeah. Man. And then the sin is, well, that's a strange way to say what the fuck this garage with a dying man hooked up to some sort of cyborg bird creature is talking to me. <laughs> yeah. And then I love the show. This The line in the show was your values are wrong. And then the sin was just Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So those are mine. Uh, I think I enjoyed this episode a little more than you did. Uh, I agree with the garage AI stuff is a little bit. Um, Forced. It's, yeah, it's very forced. It feels like oh, we gotta sudden. have a, we gotta have a B plot. Uh, so let's let's you know figure something out. Um, I think the episode might have been better if they just expanded a lot of the Rick Bird person stuff because I actually really enjoyed that stuff. As much as I don't buy the redemption, um, I do see the storytelling work that's going into it, and I, I do find that interesting and it's funny. And those two together, I've always found Bird person to be a nice foil for Rick. Like there's a real interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. matter of factness to that character that plays really well off of his uh spastic um you know transgression uh so yeah I, I i like them together so so i did enjoy that part uh of this one uh, as far as sins go uh i had to mention uh talking out of one side of your bosom uh and, <laughs> and, and saying seriously you've got two jabber jubblies i love calling them jabber jubblies uh use them both um, it's such a silly sin because it may, it really makes no sense. Why would you talk out of both of them at the same time? You know, I mean, you could harmonize with yourself, uh, maybe, but I just love, you know, uh, fighting silliness with silliness, um, sometimes. And, and I, I enjoyed that one. Uh, anytime we can use a good citation needed, uh, sin, uh, I enjoy it. And in this case, it was about, you know, when you die in your friend's dream, you die in real life. And then just citation needed uh, because the show doesn't explain that at all. It's like, where did you get that information? Like, why do you believe that? Uh, and then, I mean, the sad shoe of liver- liberty was right there uh, when he's doing the the mm-hmm. sad monument puns. Um, uh, enjoyed that as well. Uh, Danae, what about you? Um, So I watched this to keep up with the season and I was also shadow on this one. And I forget. I don't know. I don't think that I've watched all the previous seasons so there was some context that I was missing, like the betrayal of Tammy uh, mm-hmm. with Bird Person and things like that. But obviously we- this episode sort of reveals that uh, they have a child together somewhere mm-hmm. out there in the world, mm-hmm. which is, yeah. I think, ultimately why oh, yeah. why Bird Person decides to uh, to live rather than dying. And we also learn that Rick, you know, loves Bird Person on a romantic level. Um, I think think that was an interesting i don't mind them trying to give him some backstory and some context i don't mind that um it's just hard to have feelings linger with the smith family 
Uh, and mm-hmm. that's been the yeah. same thing as it, it's almost like a flash in the pan of of emotion because it's just going to dissolve away really quickly. It's like throwing in water on the pan to check to see if it's hot. It's kind of like a little pop and sizzle of emotion and interest. And then it's just it's gone. And, you you know, it, and that's OK. Um, I don't think I mind that the writers are experimenting with that uh, at all. And I think it's an interesting kind of I don't know. It's an interesting shift. Mm hmm for this season and there were there were some moments that worked like when bird person said uh don't be gross tammy and then he started crying like the tear came out of his eye like that was kind of touching yeah yeah they're just trying some things they've been trying that emotional angle with you know morty growing up and with beth having more emotion towards being a mother and then we've got rick with some emotion um we uh, i i don't know that i've seen a lot from jerry or summer as much um as far as like developing their character and that kind of a thing. But all that aside, I, mm-hmm. I did enjoy this one. Uh, although it didn't feel eternal sunshine of the spotless mind as much as it felt like, uh, what's the movie where they go into the dreams? Inception. inception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, it felt more inception. Like you're going, I was about to say nightmare. On Elm Street. <laughs> or that, right. You're just going deeper and deeper and deeper. I was like, Oh yeah, no inception makes more sense. It's more, it's, oh. it's more inner space. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny is Rick and Morty has done a nightmare on Elm street. Barry, yeah. So it's totally, I fair. guess the idea is that it's slowly, he's slowly erasing, you know, his memory and then he's hiding himself into the ones that matter. And that's very eternal sunshine. Um, but I wouldn't have actually kind of got that reference as easily if mm-hmm. it wasn't in the title mm-hmm. um and eternal sunshine is one of my most favorite movies and so now i feel like oh that's did cool. i miss something should i go back and watch one of my most favorite movies it's been a while since i've seen it so yeah. um but anyways i love it too yeah it's such a I, I i just i love it so fucking much um so the sins that i enjoyed was opening a porta potty without knocking first i mean that's <laughs> just wisdom we all need mm-hmm. sometimes our sins are like reminders of how to live life appropriately and i mm-hmm. feel like that's definitely on that category absolutely uh that's a strange way of saying what the fuck this garage the dying man hooked up to some sort of cyborg bird creature is talking to me mm-hmm. um i loved that and then i loved our shout out to our cloaca shirt yeah that was very, <laughs> that was very clever that was uh yeah, that was uh that we had to play with that one a little mm-hmm. bit. Like we couldn't really we couldn't really get through what we wanted visually for some reason. It was uh but they but but we did it and it it was beautiful. Yes. So. Very beautiful cloaca. Apathy by the way mentioned it's scary Terry was their uh, Freddy Krueger uh mm-hmm. ver- variation and and the it was a really early episode. Yeah. Like it was episode 2 or something. Yep, that's true. All right, let's move on to music video sins. Uh, Justin Bieber, Skrillex, Don Tolliver. The song is Don't Go. Uh, Barrett writing on this one. Uh, Barrett, have anything to say about uh, this song? He says, um, <clears throat> he says, sing this like the opening to Beethoven's Fifth. Fuck, <laughs> hold on a second. God, hold on, I gotta... Is Beethoven's yeah. fifth? Gun, 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 I think so. I just want to make sure. Gun, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. That's it. Okay. <clears throat> Bieber with dreads. 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 Hope I did you proud, Barrett. Um, he goes on to say, I actually liked much of the Skrillex boom that happened around 2012 or so. Dubstep is aqu- an acquired taste, but I dug it, even if it came and went as fast as the swing trend of the late 90s. Anyway, this track might as well have been made from a Watson-style AI robot, only a dumber version. There's no hook. 
there's no humanity and Bieber has dreads. And that's it. Bieber has dreads. It's true. He does. I saw I saw the video. It is definitely true. Yeah. I wrote that down. Uh I've said this before. I'll say it, I'll say a lot. Barrett's delivery of his narration is mm-hmm. a delight yeah, to listen so great. to. So great. I have such a fun time. Um I just have such a fun time listening to it. And when he has those rage sins like the Bieber Dread one, it's so fun. I I just I imagine him in his recording area just like <laughs> just what he has to do to mm-hmm. emote that level. And I think it's really great. So um, you know, the entire sin about him raging on Bieber Dreads is just was super fun. I also liked the mm-hmm. you know what this mid tempo forgettable pseudo love songs video needs to make a pop? Car porn. Uh I mm-hmm. really enjoyed that. And then um the liquid gold sin was a surprise to me. The visuals of this video of like the sort of gold paint or something like like dripping slowly down the faces. And the sin is it does suck that they're wasting this liquid gold, but I do appreciate that it will likely have the effect of sealing Justin's lips together for the foreseeable <laughs> future. I was like, oh my God, that's so sick. Uh, what an interesting visual video. Um, mm-hmm. I Yeah, yeah. What did you guys think? <laughs> I think the video and the song are both kind of fluffy, meaningless shallowness. Like there's not yeah. there's not a lot going on here. The the don't go thing is I don't know. It's just it's a very it, to me the lyrics read is a a very basic idea of I don't know how to live without you. I don't like but there is an element of like growth to it. There's almost there's a little bit of maturity in these lyrics that uh I don't know that I've heard in Bieber's earlier stuff where it's like I don't want you to go but I know you have to more than just like don't go because I'll never survive which I think is a little healthier but mm-hmm. um, but the song itself is just it's pop music and I think if I listened to it enough I'd probably enjoy it but I just I don't have the you know uh, the incentive really to listen to it much more um, as far as sins I liked uh, I the, uh, the finishing the question about I thought you know the last song was your masterpiece and then finishing it with now I don't know what to believe um, instead <laughs> of believe uh, I enjoyed that uh, I agree with Barrett that dubstep was a fun little kind of blink in time I I actually like dubstep music I think it's it's you know the beat drop and I I don't know I have a thing yes. for electronic and dance music in general um, that that I really enjoy so. Um, I enjoyed this. What's What's really weird too is in one of the Cinema Sins videos, we have a sin about waiting for the beat to drop. There you go. It's just that's such a random coincidence. This week, you mean? Yeah. Like this this same week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's in Diamonds or Forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's another one. I think we'll get to it in uh, yeah. in Gamer. Uh, I think there's another crossover that I found really interesting. But anyhow, uh, the um, the sin ends. Uh, by talking about dubstep is his thing, man. Can't we get one beat drop for old time's sake? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, love that. Um, so yeah, that's what I enjoyed. What about you, uh, Jonathan? How did you feel? Yeah, I've, I. this is one of those where I've never felt more of my 45 years all at once <laughs> than trying to figure out what the fuck this was. Yeah. I, I just, I have no uh, idea. Just wait till my next week's actually, video. Just fucking wait until next week's video. It's insane. Well, I, it it hasn't, the edit hasn't come through yet, though, has it? Because no. I haven't seen no, it. No, I, I okay. happen so to. Have, I guess I'll, I happen I, to have written on it. That's how I know. <laughs> it's oh yeah. So I will be experiencing that in the next day or two. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I seriously had no idea. My daughter was listening to this song like a couple days before, uh, you know, this edit came to me, and uh, I was asking her, like, what is this? Like, why do you like this? Or it's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of cool. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just, I just don't get it. You know, it is what it is. If you love it, I'm happy for you. I just, I, I can't figure it out. And I did like dubstep back in the day. Um, I had, uh, I don't, did you guys talk about the Power Chords ones? And did they mention that Mm-mm. one? Did I mishear nope. that? Okay. I had the, what are all these Power Chords for? And it was that nature display yeah. thing. And it was like, what are all these Power Chords for? This is a goddamn nature display and the animals aren't fucking animatronic. This ain't no fucking Chuck E. Cheese. Cheese. Talk about <sighs> the way Barrett reads things. And then I just, for some reason, the simple one, but it was so funny to me, was hanging a painting in a gallery before it's had time to do <laughs> Why that was so funny to me? Because it's it's just those it simple was. real ones. Sometimes are the funniest, yeah. where it's just like you know. In that, honestly, if if you go if you go back and watch like the first couple videos, that was the real energy of the uh, the sins were just like observational, simple. You know, that's why we still do things like you know. Um, sentences where we're like you know wearing your glasses like this or you know because that's kind of the the energy of what we do we've expanded to do more like in-depth paragraphs you know and those kind of things because those can be funny too um but yeah sometimes that simple stuff is just it's kind of the heart of it is of sins you know and it also kind of drives me crazy when he does them because one thing when early on when i was working on music video sins like i am a fan of those and i probably did try to put too many in but it just seemed like every time i mean i'm sure he did like some mm-hmm. and he put them through but it felt like every time i wrote one of those he was like let's get a little more in here and then so now when he does simple ones i'll always come back to him and be like oh yeah you didn't want to fucking put more in this one like <laughs> wow sounds like we need a little like, uh a, a little staff counseling between jonathan and barrett and uh no no it's an hr it's, it's it's all it's all in fun and jonathan and ian uh, in <laughs> hey, it, no, it 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 made me it made me a bunch of because there is that thing, especially early on when you're writing, and I and I love this about Chris and Barrett especially, and and Jeremy does this too, but it's just kind of that strive to like, I mean, this is this is definitely what's going on, but can you see if you can add more to it, and that just kind of makes you. I think it kind of massages you into something a little, you know, you you look for more in these things and you're mm-hmm. not just simply pointing out everything. Because if you have too many of those, it doesn't work. Yeah. And what makes it, you know, uh, and, and sometimes it's the rhythm of the video. Yeah. Sometimes it's, you know, what makes this a little funnier? Yeah. Like like it needs like a, like a punchline to it. And I think the way we inspire each other to do that is great, uh, especially because humor is so subjective. We're all going to find different things funny. Um, and so the way we trust each other's sense of humor sometimes and the way we push each other to, you know, find a different sense of humor sometimes. I love all that stuff. I think that's what makes us better. Absolutely. Uh, is pushing each but other like that. But sometimes it's the very, like, in we're going to talk about diamonds are forever. Like the elephant scene, like, what the fuck is this shit? Sometimes you just need that, that sin works. Yeah. That's right. You have to express yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. When an elephant's pulling a slot machine, you know, it's just... <laughs> Well, since we're already there, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and move into Cinema Sins. Diamonds are forever. Chris and Jonathan got, writing on this Bond movie. I got to write on a Bond yeah. movie. My first Bond movie. Jonathan, you wrote on this one. What uh, What are some of your thoughts? 
Well, I and I think I've said this before on the show. Bond is my favorite franchise. So I'm I really love not not all the movies are good, mm-hmm. believe me. But I but I just I really enjoy the franchise. I watched it with my dad and my mom and stuff when I was younger. All the older ones, and then I've just grown up with it. And um, it's always interesting to me, you know, the changes they make with it and stuff. This was Connery's last film as Bond. He actually didn't do the one before this. Um, um, uh, George Lazenby did, which was interesting because Honor Majesty's Secret Service like has this whole storyline where he gets married and then his wife ends up getting killed mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. And they just completely forget that happened. And we make some sins in reference to that uh, in this one. Diamonds are Forever. Um, I totally understand if if you think it's bad. Like, I, I can't. I, I can't sit there and argue with you too much about it, but uh, I really enjoy it. I think nice. it's fun. <laughs> and uh, I just get a kick out of it. This is when you really start getting into the little little sillier stuff at times, mm-hmm. the bigger gadgets and stuff like that. But I, I like it all. Like, I like the self-serious stuff with Craig, you know, and a couple of them. And, and I, but I do also enjoy the the kind of high energy goofiness that started here and continued with a lot of the Roger Moore films. I think the spy who loved me, which came out maybe three movies after this, I think that's the one that really like, uh, is able to do both things and make it just be awesome. Uh, this isn't great by any means, but I have a lot of fun with it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of moments in it, like elephants, uh, pulling a slot machine. Um, <laughs> As far as the sins, I Chris wrote so many funny ones. I loved uh, just the ending of that one where it's like pronoun game winner fatality. Uh, I loved how Jeremy read that. Um, <laughs> that was one of the ones I wrote down. There's the scene where it cuts to the cat with like the diamond <laughs> uh, collar, <laughs> yeah. and then it just says movie fails to tell audience when take to take drugs. drugs. <laughs> so good. Uh, uh, and then the whole the whole crazy thing about you know he goes undercover as a as a diamond smuggler and he has no idea how to get these drug, how to get these diamonds back in the country. But then the guy that he's pretending to be shows up, he kills him, uh, or maybe, maybe, uh, she killed the, uh, the woman kills him. I can't remember, but, um, but then it's like, now he has a way to do that. So the sin was, wow, James is so lucky. The real Peter Frank showed up because now he has a way of smuggling fake diamonds into the United States that he didn't have before. And then my favorite was, well, my two favorites were, wait, she got those four goons to throw plenty out of the window just so that she could get laid? Game recognized game. Mm -hmm. I thought that was great. And then uh, when uh, Felix, when they're on the phone and they're trying to get some information from Blofeld and he says something about the summer house and then Felix loudly says, I know where that is. And the sin is, shut the fuck up, you summer house location knowing son of a bitch. Man, Chris was killing it on this. So not that he never, not that he isn't always, but I mean, I was just so good reading this combine was it was amazing. It's so good, and these are very fun to send. So I bet I I have had that thought. I am just this year mm-hmm. catching up on my Bond as I kind of have them interspersed in this chronological catch up that I'm doing. Uh, and I have gotten through uh, Diamonds Are Forever and Honor Majesty's Secret Service, and you know. Um, doesn't isn't Connery in another one that's like n- like unofficial? Doesn't he do another one later yeah. that's like um Yeah, God, that's a fascinating story. Uh one of the guy I can't remember the person's name, but he was the Broccolis were the ones that, you know, make all these movies. I th- I think I think there's only one of them still alive. But there was somebody else that was with them and I can't remember how it worked out, but he ended up somehow having the rights to Thunderball, which was like right. the third or fourth it's the fourth movie, I think. 
And so basically in the early 80s, he got Connery to come back and then he just remade Thunderball yeah. uh, into a movie called Never Say Never Again. And then his intention, if that had been a bigger hit, like his intention was to keep making them. So I guess he was just going to keep remaking Thunderball. <laughs> I have no idea what he, because that's, that was the only, the only thing one he, he had owned. rights to. That's hilarious. Yeah. But he had the rights to Blofeld. So that's why like shortly after this movie, they can't, even if they have Blofeld in it, they can't name them. And oh, it's interesting. a whole thing. So. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. As far story. as this particular one, um, I am keeping a ranked list of Bond movies uh, that I will make public uh, once I've seen them all. Um, but nice. I only have two ranked lower than this. I really did not uh, enjoy uh, this yeah, one no, very I, much. I, I totally get it. I, and I saw this as a kid. So, yeah. I mean, that probably factors in quite a bit. Uh, I will say the book is a lot better. There's a much better villain in the book. Uh, I think the fact that they put Blofeld in here was a mistake. Um, I will say, though, as far as, like, like the Connery towards women, like, the way that they mm-hmm. had him act towards women, especially in the last couple he did, was pretty rough. Oh, it's, it's this terrible. One's a li- this one's a little better, at least. Like, it gets a little more... Like, the women are tougher, and... They're kind of not taking his shit. I don't know. It just seems a little. Yeah, but in some it's ways, at least it's a like, little well, better. at least we're only chewing on three razor blades instead of five. You know, it's like. <laughs> I know, I, well, I mean, you got to you got to take what you right, take. There are yeah. problematic things in a lot yeah, of movies. Yeah, totally. These are no exception. Totally. Yeah. Uh, as far as sins go, I was dying through this entire video. You mentioned several that I wanted to mention, but I do have a couple more. Um, there is a, a moment where a woman tells a child to, uh, like blow up your pants or something like that. I forget exactly. Mm-hmm. Blow it out your blow pants. Blow it out your pants. And the sin is just, I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was so funny. Just a delivery. I have that one. Like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I just love it so much. Uh-huh. Um, and in the same vein, probably the one that got me the most was <laughs> she says, same person, same character says keep leaning on that tutor charlie and you'll get a shot in the mouth oh and then the sin is just that's gotta be the dirtiest <laughs> thing anyone said in a bond movie ever <laughs> i love her in this movie that's another yeah. reason i think i have fun with this yeah. movie because i like that character so much that's uh, jill st john yes so. uh and then the only other Very one fun. uh that i wanted to mention is just it's just the lead and is just the henchman laughing and then the sin is just what's so funny <laughs> just, I don't know. The simplicity of that really made me laugh. Um, because in it, you, it's it's true. In the movie, you're like, why are they? What are they laughing about? Like, it's yeah. Anyhow, yeah. Uh, enjoyed all that stuff. Uh, Danae, what about you? I uh, haven't seen any of this stuff, so I just know Bond as Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there's ridiculous things that Bond can do. Watching the older versions of spy movies. I it's got to be easy to send like putting the missiles into the where the engine goes and things like that. Mm -hmm. But it's also really interesting to see how uh, the telling of those stories has changed as time has gone on, because, Mm -hmm. you know, the Bond movies now are they have this realism to them and our technology, the newer newer ones. Yeah. And our technology has changed so much, you know, since when was this? When did this come out? Mm -hmm. 70s? This was 71. Okay. Right, so this was actually the first Bond film in the '70s, which is also interesting. That's in, uh, in some ways. So, so you think about like a, a Bond car now. It's easy to imagine mm-hmm. that you could have the engine, and that there would be a compartment that has like a little tiny missile because we have such technology that we could make these things happen. But to visually mm-hmm. represent that in older filmmaking, you know, it's like we're going to put this massive missile in the car in the background so everyone knows that it's weaponized. And I think that that's a really cool uh 
it, it's just it's always neat to go back into storytelling and see how stories used to be told visually for the audience that's along for the ride and how much the audience was likely willing to just dismiss those sorts of ridiculous things because that's I mean, that was just the expectation. There were yeah. no tiny little, you know, little missiles like this mm-hmm. that it could, you know, go and it's interesting. Destroy someone. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm sorry. I, I hate that I can talk about Bond for like days, but I do. But I find all this fascinating because I will say with Bond, what's interesting to me is it kind of goes back and forth. Like with Connery, I think all the Conneries, with the exception of this one, I would say they're a little more serious, uh, not as dark as the current ones, but a little more. And Last and Bees is pretty dark. Uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Um, but then the Roger Moore ones are a little more goofy. And then they go back to Timothy Dalton, and both of the Timothy Dalton ones are pretty dark. And then it goes to Pierce Brosnan. It's kind of goofy again. <laughs> and then it goes to Daniel Craig, and it's kind of dark again. So I'm really curious if, like, once this next one comes out and then Daniel Craig's done, I'm wondering if they're going to kind of go back to the more... And with stuff like The Suicide Squad, with movies like that coming out, where it kind of feels like you kind of feel like the superhero movies are getting a little more in that direction, it kind of makes me think that maybe Bond will too, just because I think people just right now with everything going on in the real world, I think I think kind of goofy is just something that people maybe want. What I now, hear you saying you know? is Russell Brand for the next Bond. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's always, it's always like a legit actor. But like Tom Hardy. Whoa, like if you Shane's like Tom Hardy as Bond. Brand. Uh, anyhow, no, I'm just no, kidding. Well, but Russell Brand, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I Russell Brand can act in a dramatic fashion, I'm sure. But I'm just saying like Tom Hardy would be like, people have joked about him being Bond or even uh, Idris Elba. Yeah. Uh, I think either one of those, they could do that Roger Moore, Pierce Brosnan mm-hmm. kind of role yeah. where it's where it's fun, you know. But I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just thought that was a Jonathan really likes talking about Bond. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a fascinating franchise, man. Um, in the chat and also here, I think that you should do a Bond pod. And one of the fans said, call it Bondy pod mm. instead of a bony pod. <laughs> yeah, a bony pod. Think Chris will do a Bond a pod Bondi with pod. me. I will absolutely do pod. You should no, do it. You should pod. do a little series where you like really just dig into it all. Um, but I think that there's also things like you just don't question, like going out onto the roof for an elevator that's not really there <laughs> so to, you know, access and just breaking down the, how, how does any of this work? But then again, just remembering that the audience just welcomes the experience. And that was part of the fun of bond is just the unbelievability mm-hmm. of it. Uh, but I think that I like the way that the storytelling has shifted because it does make it, it does make you want to have a bond that's more realistic um, yeah. but this sort of over the top thing would definitely feel more like a uh, satire. Uh, what was the Austin Powers? Yeah. This yeah. feels more like Austin Powers watching. Oh, yeah. It. This is like, these are the type, these are the ones Austin Powers is, is definitely making fun of. Mm-hmm. I right. mean, I think Dr. Evil comes from this movie. Oh, yes. Right. 100%. Entirely. Yeah. 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 Or maybe you only live twice, this, but definitely this, this era. movie plus Lauren Michaels, uh, equals Dr. Evil. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's a lot of Lauren Michaels yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> sins that I liked were if we weren't in the Dark Ages, we might have been able to say that we're, <laughs> what, that we're gay without the cheeky reference. I thought that was oh, yeah. really fucking yeah. smart. Um, I like the, I believe that you mean light refraction, James. Leave the scientific speak to the experts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Puritanism sin, which was when she was being, you know, like, they have these women that are just walking around without clothes on, but then she's like, I'm going to go out here. And the person says, you need to put something on mm-hmm. as if that's, you know, welcoming in the purists of the, 
the movie era that are like so offended to see scantily clad women that they're like, oh, good. At least someone told them in that movie to put some clothes on (laughs) to make it more appropriate. So I really enjoyed seeing that sin. (laughs) All right, let's move on to Gamer. Um, Barrett and Daniel writing on this one. What did they They have to say uh, about Uh, Gamer? Barrett said, Gerard Butler is a terrible actor. I don't care what Jonathan says. Doesn't mean I don't <laughs> love him in many things, but he literally what, what, only what shows up to run around, show off his guns, and carry guns within with those guns. This movie is balls, even with an excellent cast. As we noted in one of the sins, it's like the creators had what they thought was a good idea, then forgot to finalize it or make an actual plot. I still don't understand how this game works, by the way. The avatars, the avatars are supposedly in reality, but they're controlled by gamers. But the reality is skewed by all kinds of weird shit, like a buffering bird showing up in a wife's hand. I truly didn't realize this movie had existed until it appeared on the schedule, which is always a fun time. Last time that happened was the epic animated epic movie that Danae and I did. In short, fuck this movie and its stupid fucking face. Hmm. And that is what... Um, that's what Barrett had to say. And then Daniel said, uh, I saw Gamer when it was released in theaters. I did not enjoy it back then. And it certainly has aged well. It felt like the filmmakers were trying to combine a bunch of concepts concepts from other films like Running Man, Escape from New York, and maybe The Matrix. That sounds like a cool idea to me. But whereas those films all did at least do some things well, Gamer really fails at building an interesting world and having a cohesive story. Also, the action is mostly incoherent and feels completely disconnected from the story. On top of all of that, a bunch of stuff happens without any explanation, and it is super frustrating. There's one scene where a guy is flung into the air by some unseen force, and it's never explained or acknowledged by any of the characters. I rewatched the trailer, and you really get just about as much out of that as you do from the movie. Send shout out for me is Barrett wrote this one. It nicely sums up one of the most annoying parts of the movie, the weird future speak that they tried to create. Um, and the sin is freaking, freaking your burger. Look, I know this movie's dialogue is supposed to be turned up to 11, but there's only so much meth I can ingest in order to keep up with it. And that, uh, those are Daniel's thoughts. I had that one uh, down as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danae, why don't you go next? Sure. Um, I really enjoyed the back-to-back uh, that's racist that's sexist jokes um there was a the lead-in was a comment about dead orientals mm-hmm. and then the second one was a stop menstruating kind of sin and the sins were back to back so the first one is that's racist in a weird early 1900 sort of way and that's sexist in a weird late 1900 sort of way yeah there was just I a had that down too. Was great. really good play on mm-hmm. just kind of pointing out how things should have been appropriate inappropriate uh, yeah. much earlier um the lead in is i keep my holes down you gotta keep your holes down and the sin is good advice terrible phrasing (laughs) (laughs) um then uh the lead in is you're gonna end up dead and i'm gonna look like an asshole if you don't put your balls together and the sin was just pep talks um and then followed by also i've heard a lot of um malapropriasms in my time in a movie but pulling your balls together what the hell does that even mean wouldn't that make him perform worse in this battle uh and then there was a double cliche uh sin where the the lead in is come on i want to show you something and it's coming from the perspective of the bad guy so the sin is the villain exposits his plan to a hero before he plans to kill him and followed by you better come take a look at this cliche and i thought that was a really clever way of putting that together yeah yeah definitely uh jonathan why don't you go next 
I saw it when it came out, like Dan, I think I saw it in the theater, if I remember correctly. Um, when I was watching this video, though, the only things I remembered about it were Kira Sedgwick was in it because uh, I love her. Uh, seen every episode of The Closer probably twice. Uh, if you want to know that fact about me. <laughs> um, and then I remembered Michael C. Hall doing that dance number. Um, mm. And I, I and I because it was so odd. It was just one of those things. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it in the video, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. But I don't remember anything else. Like, I don't remember anything about what the game is. I can't I couldn't remember if Butler's just an avatar, but I think he's a real person. I I, I just I couldn't remember. And the and uh, so I don't think I liked it. I mean, I don't remember liking it at all. And it obviously didn't stick with me. So that's kind of my thoughts. But I do like Gerard Butler more than most people. Probably that is probably true. So I think whatever. you put him in the right movie. He's uh, amazing. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. If people know what to do yep. with him, I think he's great. AKA Greenland, which every single one of you needs to watch now. If you have, it's seen so it. good. Uh, Kira Sedgwick says palindromes, and then <laughs> the sin is, I guess she says this because his name is Bob, which is hardly worth how distracting this attempt. Was. <laughs> <laughs> the candy corn thing. I don't know what I'm more pissed about that there is candy corn in this virtual universe. That candy corn continues to exist in the future, or just candy mm-hmm. corn in general. I felt that. And then I just loved how they kept mispronouncing the actor's name. I think one of them was like Milo Vet Mangolo or something like that. I don't even know how you pronounce his name. Uh, he's I gotta from be This Is Us most recently, but was also in Heroes, yes. um, in case you're wondering who the yes. actor is. But yeah. Rocky Balboa. He played Rocky's son in Rocky it's Balboa. It's true. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Vilo. Vilo? Vilo. I don't know how to pronounce his first or last is, name. I think it is Milo, but I'm, I'm not positive. Isn't he? I think he's Russian, maybe? I think so. I think they could Something be. like that? Yeah. But I just, I just love the, you know, they just said it real quickly, like, Vilo met Mangalo. (laughs) And I can't remember how they pronounced it the other time. Yeah. Uh, You guys said a lot of mine. I will say I've never seen this movie. Um, I just, I, in fact, this is one of, (laughs) no, this is one of those. I'm not kidding. This is, I don't know if this ever happened before. You you weren't a critic at this point, right? You weren't quite, wasn't that like 2010 or so when you really started doing that? Yeah. So yeah. this was like right before that. It's an action movie. It's really rated R action movie. Yeah. That none of that strikes me as something you're like, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> I I think this is the only time I've had this experience uh when pulling up, you know, like the the prep for for what we've done. Um and and I technically had this experience when I like posted it for our Sin Club members and that kind of thing where I'm like, "Wait, is this a real movie?" Like like I literally <laughs> have no concept of this as a movie in my head ever like i feel like i've never even heard Mm -hmm. of this movie and i thought it was like is this a joke like is this like i'm almost like did i miss april fool's day are we doing like this is really a movie (laughs) yeah we we actually got we got michael c hall and gerard butler and kira sedgwick to come down we filmed all this yeah totally and uh um but yeah, it's the first time I've ever had that where I'm just like, I, this is this is an actual film. Okay, let's watch the video. Um, I was not uh, inspired by any of this Sins video <laughs> to go explore as to what the rest of this Why movie not? is like. Um, some of the stuff you guys did mention, because you mentioned a lot of what I had, but this was the other weird connecting point of the week. You know, when we talk about those weird synchronicities in some of these videos. There's a sin that's free guy origins, uh, you know, because there's mm-hmm. a character. We have a free guy sin in the Rick and Morty video this week. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I know that oh, movie yeah. just came out, but how weird that we would both use free guy as a reference the same week. Um, pretty amazing. Um, then I, I enjoyed the idea that they should have used uh, some sort of Bitcoin um, in mm-hmm. this and yeah. just calling it a fear bit light dogerium uh, coin. 
made me laugh quite a bit. I loved the simple MSNBC sin uh, was really great instead of like Fox News or CNN. They just went with MSNBC. I really enjoyed that. Um, the the other one I wanted to mention was the if you're playing IMVU and it suddenly turns into PUBG, you're going to notice. Uh, I just love that for its specificity. I love sins that really show an uh, like an understanding of what's going on and the idea of IMVU, which I had never heard of, um, is actually like a virtual mm-hmm. reality kind of existence. And then PUBG, which I had heard of, is more of like a you know a shooter kind of game. Um, so yeah, I thought that was that was really really well done as well. So I wanted to mention those. Nice. So that is gamer. Yeah. Instead of watching gamer, you should go watch the closer. <laughs> where uh, Kira Sedgwick has like the worst Southern accent, but like after a few episodes, you start believing it might be secretly good. It probably isn't, <laughs> but, uh, but it but it really grows on you. And uh, she's uh, it, I don't know. That was after just one of those. Done, it was like a TNT show or something. After you're done with your Bond retrospective podcast, uh, I need a Kira Sedgwick <laughs> podcast. I need you to do all Kira. Yes. Sedgwick. Do you not like Kira Sedgwick? I love Kira I think Sedgwick. She's great. I look Kevin Bacon yeah. and Kira. They're still, are together, still together, right? Right? Yeah. Like they, that's yeah. I think that's, so. a that's a beautiful power couple right there, man. So yeah, yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Um, no, I'm a big Kira. And Sedgwick as I've fan. seen as and I've seen wild things, so I think Kira Sedgwick is very happy with her choice. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, let's move into keeping tabs. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, mm-hmm. those are my dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are my. Uh, every time I try to talk. Wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're. Okay, we're going to try this. Okay. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're just going to talk about something from the uh, process of putting together the content for this week. Um, Jonathan, why don't you go first? I did a lot of random research when I was uh, doing Diamonds Are Forever just to make sure. Th- and like, I mean, that's kind of how I found out about the like, I thought that was weird when they were sticking the missiles in the in the 
I thought that's where the engine would be. So I had to look at some stuff on the cars and all that kind of stuff. It's all this stuff that like, I'm definitely not like qualified to do research on, but I did my best. So the, the satellites thing was something I looked up, like how fast the burns are when they go to space. And that was, um, that was just something that was a memory of mine. Uh, somebody like I watched that with, and somebody was talking about how that was BS and stuff. So I kind of looked into that and found out that the, the timing didn't make any sense based on the guy said something like it was going to be 24 minutes for the burn, which it only takes like 15. And at that point they had already entered the atmosphere. So it would have already burned and they wouldn't even have the fuel in there to burn it. It was real boring stuff, but I figured it out. I also researched if lasers could shoot underwater. Cause that just seemed like bullshit to me. Hmm. Uh, they, and they can, they act, I mean, they absolutely, as long as the machinery is not underwater, the laser itself can shoot underwater. But I did discover from the distance they were at, it probably wouldn't have, um, I even found like, I can't, I, I didn't put the thing in, but I actually found something that was like on specifically diamonds or forever. And it was like the distance, uh, it wouldn't have that much of an impact once it hit the water. It wouldn't be as intense because it was coming from such a far distance. I think that's what it was. And then, so when it hit the sub, it just, it wouldn't have done what it did basically is what I determined. The other weird thing, because I did the whole, and this just, I wasn't going to use this, but I just, I came across this because I thought that was Natalie Wood's sister. We had a couple of fun discount sins mm-hmm. because Crispin Glover's dad is in this movie. Mm-hmm. And so we did discount Crispin Glover. He could be his dad. And then Natalie Wood's sister is in this movie, Lana Wood. And uh, so we did, she could be, you know, discount Natalie Wood, she could be her sister. And then just randomly, because I looked up Lana Wood, Diamonds Are Forever, it came back with this story about her and Jill St. John. Um, Apparently they didn't get along at all on the set because they were both hooking up with Sean Connery. And and when they found that out, uh, things did not go great. Um, And then after that, I did not know this. But, okay, so, you know, Natalie Wood, of course, sadly, you know, died mm-hmm. at, at sea, I guess, and uh, early 80s, I think. And, um, or maybe it was late 70s, early 80s. Um, and um, uh, Robert Wagner was was her husband. Uh, Robert Wagner eventually married uh, Jill St. John. Uh, that ended up being, like, his uh, his second wife. And... Uh, Lon, or his next wife. And Lana Wood has always believed that he was involved in Natalie Wood's death. And I don't have an opinion on that. That's not what I'm talking about. But I just thought it was interesting, like how much these two women like tied in together. Yeah. Uh, that's a very... On two uh, completely different things, yeah. you know. That's a very once upon a time in Hollywood uh, kind of thing. I wonder yeah. if that if that was based on that death at sea, you know, kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was it was weird, but um, but anyway. So I just I don't know. I just found that interesting yeah. when I was doing my research. Obviously, I wasn't going to send that. I mean, I wasn't going to bring up Natalie Wood's death and stuff. But uh, I just thought it was fascinating how like Jill St. John has just kind of affected Lana Wood's life in a weird yeah, way. That is strange. Um, I really don't have so. much. I will say I did I did a lot of research on bat noses um, because I did that sin in, <laughs> in what we do on in the shadows about how it looks like a KKK hood. And yeah. I genuinely was like, is that really what... I don't know why this is cracking me <laughs> is... Like, Aaron's like Googling bat noses. I was. I was like, is that really what <laughs> bat noses look like? That's it's terrifying. <laughs> um, so I, I did look some of that up. And the answer is not usually that drastic. But yeah, there's, there's a flatness to them that can kind of uh, somehow sometimes, uh, you know, be like that. So anyhow, uh, I did some research on bat noses. I will also say... I am still getting messages from people who are loving the sound file 
that I did a couple weeks ago of like <laughs> clicking on the videos, and I'm like, this is such a hit. I decided to do another one uh, today, and I'm not going to play it during. I'll, I'll play it in the outtakes. I'll, I'll leave it in the outtakes at the end. Okay. Uh, but I decided to do a more accurate <laughs> representation of what I hear because it's a lot quicker. And then also I pause them one by one at the end. And so I kind of did a full like 30 second, you know, uh, audio piece um, uh, on that that uh, that I will include um, uh, at the end uh, in the outtakes. Um, so because people loved it so much. So I'll give you like a, you know, another taste of that uh, in the outtakes. But anyhow, that's pretty much all I did today. What about you? Um, I didn't do anything. You didn't do any work this week. That's right. I forgot. I'm, you took this entire yeah, week off. This week I was just a bunch she of bullshit. She just like, like, I asked her a question and she was like, I'm, uh, off this I'm not week? working this uh, week. God. God, I don't I'm know. doing it. Guys, listen, work. I'm... I am, I am trying on bandanas right now. <laughs> yeah. I do not have time. Priorities? Uh, all right. Let's move into the comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. I had mentioned uh, earlier on in talking to our live chat that someone in the live chat had a comment uh, that I really enjoyed. That was Oversoul Gaming. Um, and that was from the music video this week. Uh, and they said, you know the song is bad when you think dubstep would improve the experience. <laughs> I just thought that was a nice, nice shade thrown on uh, dubstep, which I do love. But yeah. I also thought of a possible, maybe not new segment, but portion of the comment section that I find myself doing every time I'm looking at comments, which is basically me going, are the commenters right about this or wrong about this? And like grading them on like, you, you know what I mean? Because I find my brain doing this when they're like questioning our thing, like, nope, you're wrong about that. Uh, or Nope, you got us. You're right about that. Like actually, you know, kind of doing like a little mini segment of like where they got it right, where they got it wrong. Um, yeah. Kind of nitpicking the nitpickers of the nitpickers. Uh, yeah, I just don't like <laughs> saying nitpick that much. Well, then don't say it. You don't have to oh, say okay. it. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I did uh, want to mention one from what we do in the shadows uh, for this segment, which I would give a a false rating to uh, they said TV since has never apparently heard of tripods for cameras or any other means of leaving a camera to film when they're not mm -hmm. there. Um, if you watch those shots, they're obviously handheld cameras. Like this is not like, you mm -hmm. know, th these are not tripod shots. Like, yes, of course somebody could set up a tripod, but these are obviously handheld shots. So that is a, that is a false. You are wrong. Um, and maybe next time you will be right. We'll see. Mm -hmm. uh, TV Sins has clearly never heard of tripods. <laughs> I think people now haven't heard of tripods. We used like tripods and Betamax and all kinds of weird shit when we were in college. That's true. So leave That's very us alone. true. Uh, Danae, what about you? What's your comment section for uh, for this week? Um, this one comes from, I think it was Gamer. Yes, it was game the, the Gamer video from Frank D 14 who says, uh, quotes a sin and says, are they shooting a movie or playing Duck Hunt, unquote, and then adds, you can hate cinema sins all you want, but you got to admit that was funny. And then the replies begin. <clears throat> Am That Dad says, anyone who hates cinema sins likely only does so because they're still bitter about the review of Groundhog Day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and then the Alan Aravin says, why would people who hate cinema sins be watching cinema sins? Oh, Do boy. <laughs> Right. Do you often watch YouTubers you don't like? I sure don't. And, I, you know, 
this I love this conversation that started. I hope it continues. But the Groundhog Day reference was was really really funny, funny. to me. Um, that that's the one that you know is just embedded in their bitter heart. Uh, and then this sweet sweet summer child, Alan and Alan or Evan or whatever, who doesn't understand yeah. that doesn't people understand like how to works. hate watch us, mm-hmm. and that's they do. just a normal thing. Yeah, and thing. you know what? Keep hate watching us because we'll take the views. Sure, of course. And, you know, I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing that uh, just kind of strikes me as funny sometimes. And I and I don't think anybody listening to this is like hate listening or hate watches us. So I don't know. think it's. You never know. But I just think that's interesting. It's like you would think if you really didn't like someone, you would not watch them. That would be how you would. But you know, but they do. I just I, I don't get it. But I uh, mm. I appreciate all the views. <laughs> that's all I'll say. <laughs> I think we all could do a better job at realizing that like in this is a little different because it's not necessarily like hate watching or watching something you don't like, but any kind of like public dunking on something or someone or whatever Mm -hmm. is it really does nothing but bring attention to the thing you wish didn't have attention. Like we I think social media retweeting. Yeah. Yeah. The social media thing has really taught us some bad habits as far as like bringing attention to the things that we don't like and um, and not realizing that just ignoring it is the best way to, you know, interact with that stuff sometimes. So uh, maybe yeah, there the are... Few, the, like, I'll, I will say, like, the few times I've gotten, like, you know, I've never really gotten seriously that dumb. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I whenever I've gotten, like, somewhat dumped on or whatever on Twitter, I almost always gain followers that day. Yeah. I don't lose followers. I get so it's it's just interesting to me. Like you're retweeting stuff and you're at, you know, and I, I don't you know, I'm not saying that's a good or bad thing. I just saying I always find that interesting. It is interesting. You know, once I learn yeah. yeah. And 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 there are and there and there definitely are people that purposely try to push you to do that, right? They yeah. try to get you to they want you to retweet them because then they're, you know, they're yeah. totally. the next Joe Rogan or whatever. Totally. Yep, it's interesting. Yep. Uh Jonathan, what is your comment section? Um, so it was interesting. We were talking about the whole, like how we like the, you know, blank and the blank, 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 you know, like mm-hmm. when the, yeah. the narrator the just starts. And so the beeps. And so on, uh, one of our commenters on Rick and Morty bleep themselves, which I thought was hilarious. It's mm-hmm. Jessica Evans talking about the Rick and Morty episode. She said, cause in their species, the dominant jubble is used for talking and the other is for bleep the bleep into bleep, bleep, bleep and bleep with chocolate sauce. <laughs> So I well thought done. that was uh, very, and also somebody gave somebody shouted out. Telling every shouted out. They said kudos for the real genius outtake, best film ever about a guy named Mitch, which I agree with, and I appreciated that somebody got that because I didn't know how many people would get that. It's always outtake, fun, right? So I'm, it's always fun. Yeah, and it worked out perfectly. That was the I don't know if you guys knew what it was, but that was the one where he's talking to the garage, and then you know, mm-hmm. are you God? You know, all yeah. that, you know, yep. all that stuff. I am God. Yeah. So good times. Good times indeed. Let's move on to Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're just going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we've seen recently. Jonathan, why don't you kick us off? Would you say something from our wildest dreams, Something from our wildest dreams, I believe. So there's obviously, um, I mean, this is going to air. I mean, well, 9-11 is actually tomorrow. 
Um, but uh, this whole month, you know, this is the 20th, uh, this is, you know, 20 years later. Uh, so a lot of documentaries are popping up like Hulu, Netflix, HBO, all that kind of stuff. One thing I found really cool was that uh, the Criterion channel, which I still, I it, if you're a movie lover and that interests you at all, it is so worth the money. I mean, there's just so much material on there, so many films. And I love how they curate stuff. Like they curate stuff into like lists and you know, because Danae loves lists. Danae should definitely so jump much. on this. Thing. I really should talk you know, about they, they this They curate more. them into like packages. Like usually what it is, it'll be like, you know, films directed by so-and-so. And then they'll have a lot of their films. together. But it's really cool because you can you can add all that to your watch list. And then you can just go through and watch the stuff you want. But what they did this month was they took 61 films. They added some new ones. And then they had some that were already on there. And it's called New York Stories um, is the package. So it starts in like there's a couple of silent films. And it goes up to like more modern stuff uh, in the last few years. And it's just 61 films uh, that are set in New York and about New York. And there's just such a wide variety on there. One I watched the other night was this thriller from the late 70s uh, called Eyes of Laura Mars with Faye Dunaway and Tommy Lee Jones. And uh, John Carpenter wrote it. And uh, it's, it's really cool. But there's like, you know, like Do the Right Things on there. Um, After Hours, Martin Scorsese's film, The Apartment, which if you haven't seen The Apartment, that's a brilliant film. So good. Uh, Superfly, if you want to get some black exploitation on. Uh, one of my personal like top 10 favorite movies of all time, The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3, the original. <laughs> yes. Not the, not the, the John Travolta. Yeah. Uh, but, this, but, but there's just, there's, there's a ton of stuff. There's this really cool movie. There's even like an Australian movie. That's like a, it's like a claymation movie. I have not watched it yet, but I want to, cause I just heard about it recently on a podcast and I just saw that it was in here, but it's a, it's a claymation movie from Australia. That's about pen pals. And one of them is in New York. And I think it's called, I want to say it's called Max and Ruby or Ruby and Max or something mm. like that. So I'm going to check that out. But anyways, but yeah, it's uh, all different kinds of genres, all different types of films, all different types of eras uh, from different eras. It's just, it's a nice little, you know, it's a nice package so if that's something on your mind but you've seen enough documentaries or whatever and you just kind of want to enjoy new york you know from a cinematic viewpoint this is a really nice uh selection of movies so i thought i'd shout that out where's it's new york stories what where, what platform is that it's criterion channel and i think once you go on their main page like it's the main it's like at the headline for this month okay so you you shouldn't have a problem finding it nice today what about you um, I was going to talk to you guys about Blue's Clues. Um, <laughs> I nice. immediately saw that this was in the news totally by myself, unprompted by anyone present during <laughs> yeah, the show. Don't listen to the outtakes after this if you want to believe <laughs> Danae is not a liar. Uh, apparently, Steve from Blue's Clues ha- has revisited his exit from the show 25 mm-hmm. years mm. later. Well, tell and me about he, that, Danae. Yeah, That's interesting. Yeah, has it so, been 25 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, this Man, is I'm this is old. why I'm telling you guys about this. Uh. So Nick Jr. tweeted this like little two minute video um, that I definitely did not watch while my coworkers were talking. <laughs> um, and it's just sort of a moment where Steve gets in front of the camera and talks to the audience that loved him. Um, and it's, it's just a little Blue's Clues reminder. So if you watched Blue's Clues and you want to see what Steve looks like 25 years later and you want to hear him talk to you like you're two then this is the video for you. Uh, it will, which he kind of looks the same, and he, yeah. I'm jealous. Yeah. He brings he he has the same kind of Steve vibe in a way, and it's it was it was an interesting thing to just look at and go, oh, I remember this guy. You know, he was just someone that I liked hanging out with and spending time with, and so I watched that, and it reminded me about Blue's Clues, and 
uh, I'm excited to introduce this to my daughter who loves to draw. And I was like, oh my God, how did I not think about showing her Blue's Clues? So on my agenda later on is to show my four and a half year old this this show. Nice. Very Quick nice. question. You mentioned Nick Jr. Does Iris ever watch Bubble Guppies? Is that even still on? Bubble Gupp- I don't know if Bubble Guppies is on. It's on, I think, Prime. Okay. Because one thing I think you will enjoy about it, this is because we were talking about you singing. Everybody like, stand up. Everybody stuff. stand up. Yes. We watch it. It has like, it has so like much genuinely music. what? You're talking about Bubble Guppy? So you uh-huh. have seen this. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Because it has genuinely good music in oh, yeah. it. Like it has oh, like, yeah. ni- it has like catchy songs. Like there are songs. My daughter hasn't watched that show in, you know, seven years. And there are songs that my wife and I still sing. Uh, it's like you know, the Wiggles. Mel, like, Mel sent you a letter. <laughs> The Wiggles are anyway, like that. Also, yes. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of Wiggles stuff, too. Uh, Derek Miller in the chat just pointed out that movie I was talking about in the New York section of Criterion Channel is called Mary and Max. There you go. Glad, glad we got that. You corrected. are right. Ruby and Max is a cartoon. Yeah. So I, I got that confused. My Beyond the Sins is a movie that came out earlier this year, uh, very early th- this year, that I finally got a chance to catch up on um, called Love and Monsters. Um, and this movie was actually nominated for an Academy Award for visual effects. Uh, it is on Hulu now, and I really, really liked it. Um, this is a lot of fun. Uh, Dylan O'Brien uh, is is the lead character. You may have seen him in some other stuff. Michael Rooker shows up, maybe the only other person you're probably um, very familiar with that's in this. Uh, but basically, there is an apocalypse that happens in this world where th- in order to... Uh, stop an asteroid from destroying the world they shoot a bunch of rockets at it but the rockets have this runoff that uh ends up creating like these mutant monsters on earth um very kaiju-esque you know a lot of a lot of giant monsters here uh that are like insects or amphibians or just basically creepy crawlies that are now giant sized and Uh, take over the earth and it's basically a movie about him trying to find love in this post-apocalyptic world it is funny it's clever the visuals are astounding um and i like where it went there's about 15 minutes of kind of over-the-top silliness that i thought was a little bit out there towards the end um where i felt like the movie maybe lost its way a little bit tone wise but other than that it's a really good time. So if you haven't seen Love and Monsters, um, it's definitely a recommend for me. Uh, it is on Hulu now. Um, uh, just recently, I think, popped up on Hulu. So. Yeah, it is. I need to watch it. Voodoo had a sale like probably early in the pandemic where they had mm-hmm. a lot of new titles that were like seven ninety nine, and that was one that I bought and I've never watched it because <laughs> then it's like, oh, well, I own it, so I'll just get to it at some point, you know, and yeah uh it so i need to get around to that because i i have a feeling that movie's for me dylan o'brien is he the maze runner yes kid? yep that's where you know him and from teen wolf yeah yeah he's uh he's really good in this like really like really him. good in this um i was really impressed with him and this movie so yep. yeah and he i mean I, we've never learned the exact extent of it but i know when they were filming that third maze runner movie he got really hurt and i mean they almost like, like injured? I, and, and there were some there were some rumors that he almost like he got run over um, oh wow and he had some head so i, I don't know and i don't think they ever came out and said what the truth was if they did i missed it but i i just i i like i just i don't know it's just interesting when you hear something like that and that guy's like he's still alive he's still getting to make movies like that's that's awesome because a movie is 100 percent not worth uh dying for so. yeah yeah 
So That's scary. There you go. Love in Monsters on Hulu, Blues Clues, uh, Nick Jr.'s mm-hmm. post on Twitter, mm-hmm. and New York mm-hmm. Stories playlist from the Criterion channel. Well, that's going to do it for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send us, you can. You can mail it to P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri 65738. You can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, a left side jabber jubbly, and myself, we will see you next week. Happy International Day for the preservation of the ozone layer. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BTS at CinemaSins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting CinemaSins.com slash BTS. Danae, styling, profiling. You're going to go to a fish concert after after we're done recording. Or, or a poison concert. It could go either way. You know, a lot of Brett Michaels fans wear those supportive bandanas. So. Poison. 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 Yeah, I was talking about the band oh, Poison, not, not, not the song by Bell Bib DeVoe. <laughs> no, I was talking about the, the band. That girl is poison. I don't know. No, that's it. That's how the song goes. That's how the song goes. <laughs> what was her other they had oh do yeah. me baby was do that the other baby. one it was like do me that's not how it went at all <laughs> i don't think that's that it at it. all that was the chorus you can do me in the you morning can you me. can do yeah, me in the, the night do me when you wanted something i don't know on our next domestic flight something like that the fuck the fuck the fuck is going on Aaron with five o'clock shadow is my new favorite you look older. Definitely. No, de- when I start growing facial hair, I age about 10 years. Well, no, I, that, does it, that does it to everybody. That's why for the longest time, my wife joked that she made me have facial hair because it looked like she was robbing the cradle if I didn't, because I had kind of a baby face for a while. I no longer do because mm-hmm. I have wrinkles and yeah. all that fun stuff. But No, I, uh, but, yeah, I, I go from, in my mind, I could be wrong, but facially, I think I go from looking like I'm around 35 to 40 to looking like I'm around 45 to 50, which is what I actually am. So my beard makes me look yeah, more me my too. age. I, I think. think I think yeah, you probably lose about five years if you don't yeah. have facial hair, as long as you don't have other stuff. Because you don't really have wrinkles. No, not really yet. I don't know if it's all the water I drink. I don't know if it's the fact that I'm overweight, and so it kind of like because I think you get more wrinkles like when you're thinner, you know. Um, but I could be wrong about that. So I don't know. Well, then I don't know why I have them. <laughs> like, that's fucking unfair. Like I- <laughs> that's probably wrong, then. <laughs> Do you want to hear my first world problem? Sure. I didn't start Antonio Brown this week in my fantasy. Mm, he, mm, Jonathan. he lit it up last night. Oh, I Jonathan. have three receivers that were projected to do better. And I'm playing my wife. She's going to destroy Jonathan. me. I think honestly, do we should we do a moment of silence? I'm just trying to think <laughs> the best way to honor your pain. I just know you're going through a lot right now and I just I want to make sure we're sensitive to it. Your balls will thank you. Oh wait, no. is this not that one? <laughs> your 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 meatballs will thank you. <laughs> oh yeah. There's there's the outtake. There it is. Oh, hey there. I didn't see you there. Welcome. I don't know. I was trying to, I was trying to be a little Blues Clues. Did you see the, the Steve from Blues Clues did that thing online where he was like, 
Yes. Where yeah, he like I explained I while it, he, I, I watched saw... it. He explained like why he left and he was like really moving. This was the original Blue's Clues yeah, guy. Yeah. Because I was way too old for Blue's Clues. He was when the one started, that everyone so. thought died. Do you remember that? I remember. Oh, did they yeah. talk about that? Like no, I remember no. I remember that being something that I was so curious about because Blue's Clues was a great show. And even though I was too old to watch it, I watched it mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, totally. Which is not a surprise for well, me. Well, by the time I had my daughter, it was the newer person yeah. doing yeah. it. So. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. I don't remember it. Mail. It was like uh, it was it was you know it was Pee Wee's it was Pee Wee's Playhouse without the drugs. <laughs> He's actually in a movie with our friend Josh Childs. They did a movie oh, together. He? Yeah, that's it, cool. recently. No, not recently. Uh, oh. it, it was a. I, I will find this for you. I've seen the movie. It's kind of terrible, but it's also kind of really funny. It predates what we do in the shadows, but that's basically the concept of the movie. It's like vampires oh, wow. in an office environment. Um, Is Josh a vampire? Yes, Josh and his brother Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see this. I believe so. It has been a while um, since I've seen it, but um, I can definitely find this. The movie was 2007, uh, 14 years ago, and it was called Nether Beast Incorporated. Oh, I've heard of this. I had no idea he was in so that movie. So Steve Burns, who was Steve from Blue's Clues, was in it. Daryl Hammond, you know, from SNL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave Foley, yeah. who you know from Kids in the Hall. Um, Judd Nelson, and then uh, down the line, Jeremy and Joshua Childs as Amos and Cecil Crenshaw. Uh, so, yeah. Anyhow, I've, I've awesome. seen this no, movie. I've heard, I do know. I, I haven't seen it, but I, I know it exists. Jason Mewes is apparently in it as well. I didn't remember that. There you go. That might even be why I know it exists. Nether Beast Incorporated. All right, I'm now looking up where Nether Beast Incorporated is streaming. It is streaming on Prime Video. So, hey, if you want to watch I it. I think Danae should watch that since her good friends in it, <laughs> and then she can talk about it on Beyond the, Beyond the Sins next week. I'm watching uh, Blue's Clues right now, so. Aw, there you go. I can't pull off a bandana, and I can't pull off, uh, what are those called? Like the um, hats? <laughs> Just in general. I can't pull oh, off. no, I wear what, a baseball What cap. are those called again? <laughs> what are those things you put on your head? Oh, they cover your head. What is that thing? Oh. My wife's always like, why are boys always messing with their stuff? Because, you know, we mm-hmm. don't have a son, but we're around a lot of my daughter's friends mm-hmm. who are boys. And, you know, and it's just like, she's always just like, why? Why? Just leave it alone. <laughs> it's just you like this. Like, you, you know, listen, okay. things have to be adjusted. Let me explain as one that that is very curious about this. Apparently, you do have to adjust it a lot. Yes. Yes, of it doesn't just especially it doesn't just stay in one spot the whole day, just no. tucked away happy as it can be. No. Unless you're wearing a particular and, type of underwear. Mm-hmm. And I don't have this issue, but I would imagine if it's in, rather large, in that would be even more of a problem. <laughs> yeah. Like you have to do stuff with it. It's not 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 a uh-huh. not a problem for me. I just but, I feel like uh, we need to we need to men. normalize this kind of behavior because like, you know, uh, thank you for bringing this up, Aaron. Because You're in welcome. pop culture, it, it is. It's like, oh, this is so gross. You're gonna do but y- y- if you have stuff that's hanging between your legs that you don't want to sit on or squish or or get yeah. zipped into shit, You're like you have to move it around. It's not like mm-hmm. you're just trying to jack off in public. 
Sorry. Thank no, you today. Exactly. Thank you. People treat it like it's like picking your nose or something. It's like, no, it is not the same thing. It is. No, it isn't it is the comfort. same thing. If you, if, you, if, you, if you pick your nose, you can always just like, like that can usually wait. That's more like a scratch. Now, but if you've got like I would skin get... all stuck to itself and it's uncomfortable to even yes. move, you have to take care of that before you can take a step. I'm just now, saying. If, I also, if you're sitting by a male who is spending more than a few seconds down there, you might want to move. But other than that, what if it's a really it's probably serious just a itch, quick adjustment. Okay? It could be a real <laughs> serious itch. I been, don't know. It, been itching in a very aggressive manner for like a minute now. That's different. <laughs> and he's no, using no, no, no. his Hold entire on. hand. Hold on. It's just... Hold on. Jonathan said a couple seconds. That's okay, different than fair a enough. minute. A few, a, few. a few seconds. Only because the chat brought it up. I will say I adjust less without underwear than I did with underwear because there's less fabric and material to squinch yeah. and squeeze and... And all that kind of stuff. I'm so. never not wearing underwear, so you can cut. You can just stop trying. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh not, my God. it's not happening. You remember like the the zero frames? <laughs> I love that you think you. I'm trying to convince you. That's <laughs> like, what I'm saying. I, you, That's what I'm wear saying. as much underwear just... as you want. Wear three pairs. I don't care. Wear three. I like whatever. I, I do. Aaron, do you remember the uh, zero uh, pr- frames pledge that you did mm-hmm. for Sif yeah. Pop? Yeah, it's like yeah. you have one for underwear that's just sort of formulating in the <laughs> <Yeah>. background. <laughs> zero threads. <laughs> it's the zero threads. I think it's blend. funny on that zero frames that people do at, get sometimes get offended. I'll see when you post stuff. Well, I like to watch trailers. It's like, like well, well, he's not saying yeah. you can't watch trailers. Yeah. He's just saying he doesn't watch right. trailers. Which is what you just did with the underwear, where you're like, but I like to wear underwear. You and, did do that. Yeah, but see, you, you guys don't know you about did. the emails and stuff and all the pressure he puts on me. And... <laughs> That's true. They don't doing? know behind the scenes I'm DMing you all the time. <laughs> Just try it, man. Just try Just it. Just take off your fucking underwear, dude. And it was okay at first, but then I started getting pictures, and I was like, eh, no, I can't. I can't <laughs> what do is this. it like? Like little <laughs> diagrams about how it's healthier? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just little drawings. <laughs> like anatomy drawings? Yeah. yeah. Yes. These are where your testicles are too close to your body and it's too much heat you gotta let him like gotta the, let him breathe he has he like draws like the old like mr good body guy or whatever <laughs> that always had his like outside <laughs> i want a bell bib devoe kids album <laughs> bell bib devoe sings for the kids mm-hmm. it's poison it's not too so much you should not yeah. drink the oh, bleach wow. that tide pods poison <laughs> it's not a cool thing to do on we- TikTok. We, we are the dumbest people. <laughs> we are. I don't know how we still have jobs. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside I'm the ready. world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 